Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In old games, unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brute Sports a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBroodSports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash CraftBroodSports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBroodSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, CraftBroodSports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks. Just great beer delivered directly to your door. But you can go first. Two things about this. I want to see how New Orleans was Orleans was Hey! Oh, we, 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 we're, we're doing Charles a showdown here. TV showdown here. Charles is yelling at uh, Hal Galima, Jeez. or Batman, who's in a conversation <laughs> with someone. Hello.
He's a conversation. Why is that the volume box, Hal? You got voices in here. Talk to him on your own time, Hal. Well, two things about this game that really impressed me. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. Uh, for real this time, a little bit of a few false starts. Shit happens. Uh, deal with like it. Like you spilling your beer. <laughs> I'm so glad the cameras weren't on when that happened. Uh, this is Craft Root Sports. Uh, I'm Mike with me as always is Scott. Sitting over there is Joe. This is Craft Root Sports. Uh, Scott, you ready to finally start the show? Sure. You, <laughs> I, I'll pump you spill all over the place. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, there's already quite a few people uh, listen. Maybe that's the new way to get people excited for the show. We start the show and then kill it <laughs> and then start it again and then people tune in. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you share the show. If you share the show, we're going to try to kill this bottle of Hypnotic tonight. Uh, that's going to be our punishment for uh, for share. So make sure you do that. Uh, we got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs legit we're gonna talk about it yeah this time. we're not and gonna we're not gonna do our normal an nhl playoffs which should be interesting yeah, we're gonna get into some uh, nfl draft talk uh, yeah. i'm gonna complain about notre dame scheduling and uh. some other <laughs> random assorted stuff yeah. but it's all going Good down uh, make sure you share it uh send it to your friends uh even if you're not planning on watching the whole thing share it out there uh make sure everybody's tuning in but really watch the whole fucking thing yeah, I mean, if you if we you cut can. down on time, <laughs> you got an hour and a half to spare, ish. Uh, people are saying uh, they can't hear it. Uh, we're probably uh, try to hit on uh, on audacity and bump up the recording volume. Fuck it, we'll deal with it later. Uh, hopefully, you guys can hear that now. Um, Get yeah. closer to your mics. <laughs> Put it uh, all the way in your ear. Drum. We fix that. Hopefully that volume fixes it. Uh, let us know in the comments if you guys still can't hear it. And uh, if not, sorry, we'll, we'll do what we can here. Uh, so let's get into motherfucker of the week uh, before we do anything here. Your poll this week. We've got, I think it's one of our toughest polls that we've had so far. The Tristan Thompson and, uh, and the dude from Purdue was a tough call. But this one, I can make a case for either one of these guys. So your options are... The 76ers for benching Joel Embiid for the game process. one and two. Uh, he said he was good to go. He said he was fine. And they ended up saying, no, you got you to gotta sit this one out, man. You're going to chill. Uh, so they sat him for two games. One of those, Dwayne Wade went absolutely fucking nuts and went off uh, and, and cost the Sixers a game. I really feel like if Embiid was in that game, the Heat don't win that one. But did, did it cost them the game or are they just not that good? I think they're... Way good. What are you talking about? The I mean, Sixers? They're, yeah, they're good enough, but I'm saying... They're I way mean, better than the Heat. Yeah, but I mean, the so Heat weren't going to get swept, so well, did it really cost them, co- or did the Heat just game. have a good game? And yeah. Either way, say, they're motherfuckers for holding them out. Definitely motherfuckers <laughs> for holding them out. <laughs> if, he was ready the other? To, if they was ready to go, then they shouldn't have held them out, period. Exactly. The Who's other, the other motherfucker is Kawhi Leonard for being a silent assassin of his <laughs> own fucking <laughs> reputation. He allegedly has been ready to go, according to team doctors, and isn't playing because he feels like he's not ready. But it's, the longer it goes on, the fishier it gets, and now there's rumors out there that he's saying he wants to be traded to L.A. Of course, we don't know. I, I've heard Kawhi speak maybe twice in my entire life. Yeah. And most of that was halftime interviews. 
So nobody knows, but he's just being a quiet motherfucker, and it's leading all sorts of speculation, and he's not playing. And there's, and there's rumors that he hasn't talked to anybody in the Spurs organization for weeks, that he won't return phone calls, he won't return text messages, nothing. He is just ghosted on the Spurs, which is absolutely crazy to, yeah. uh, to do as the star of the team. Like, you're the face of that franchise, and you just ghost on him. You now, just became the face of the franchise, He's saying too. that he's not ready to come back. He's been cleared by team doctors. Everybody says he's good. He's saying he's not good, so that's his reasoning for this. But um, definitely a motherfucker move to bail on your team, especially on the play- uh, in the playoffs. Maybe he just was like, look, we're not beating the Warriors. It's not happening, so why even risk it? I mean, there's a good chance that that's the case, but it's still a dick move to just leave everybody hanging and just not say anything. Yeah, absolutely a dick move. While rumors are floating out there, not addressing them. Right. Just letting them just <laughs> hang out there. Like, not going to confirm or deny, just won't say anything. Uh, so those are your motherfuckers of the week. Make sure you vote in that poll. It's available on our Facebook page. So hit that up. Make your voice heard. We'll reveal the uh, the winner. <laughs> the winner. I love saying that. We'll reveal the winner at the, the end. Winner of the, of the, the end of the show. Trophy. Whoever, yeah, the the winner of the motherfucker trophy. Uh, let's get into the beer that we're drinking tonight because I'm super excited about this one. Uh, this beer comes to you from Oscar Blues Brewing uh, out of Colorado. This is Dale's Pale Ale, which uh, we picked this one. Joe actually came up with the perfect reasoning for this one. So this is this is our 420 show. Uh, we're, and since we don't actually take part in any of those types of festivities, uh, Joe pointed out that on every single one of Oscar Blue's cans, there's a little circle that lets you know where you can poke holes and turn your beer can into a, a, a bowl if you're in a pinch. If you really are struggling and you need to hit up a bowl, you can turn uh, the beer can. And it I gives can't you tell a you how many guide. times I was stuck in a situation where I didn't have a bowl but <laughs> had a can. <laughs> I mean, that probably happens. Ready I think to it, go. I think it happens more that it, when do you have weed but don't have a way to smoke it? That's the bigger question. Like, hey, man, I got all this weed, but I, I, not much I can't, of a weed smoker. I can't no, I'm do not really it. Really ran into that problem. <laughs> I've known a lot of kids from college. I hung out with quite a few. Oh, did you? They, more often than not, they had a method for smoking the weed, but not the weed. Ah. If you've got the weed, you also have the method for smoking. But they put, the, they put a little circle, and you can see this on any one of uh, Oscar Blue's cans, to let you know where to poke your holes to turn your beer can into <laughs> a, uh, a bowl. <laughs> really smart on their part, uh, especially coming from Colorado. It might get used quite a bit there, uh, possibly. I wonder if that's a thing. Like, a big thing there. It's just... Got to wrap the local beer. Got to smoke it out of this Dale's can. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's their, their whole M.O. Uh, but Dale's is a, an American pale ale. Uh, Not to be different. confused with those other countries' pale ales. Yeah, it's, it's totally different from an IPA. It's more of a balanced flavor in an, a, in an APA. It's, uh, APA? Yeah, so it's called APA, American pale ale. Oh. Uh, it's got... I was like, it, it's, all, it's, it's all American hops. Uh, so that's the other, the big thing that they do. So it's more of a citrusy flavor to it, uh, which you can definitely taste in this one. I think it is more citrusy on the hot flavor. Not as, and like, I mean, you've had IPAs where you're like, oh, what the fuck is this, man? This one, it definitely balances out more. It's light. It is light. It seems like a, an IPA light. It's only, it's only 6.5%, so it is more of a lighter well, I don't even beer. think like that is, because I would think lighter would be around 4.5%. That's usually about the lowest you can get away with in a beer. But I just think the, the taste and the, yeah. the feeling of it, it doesn't feel heavy on me. Right. Joe, what do you think of this one? 
you know, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, you suggested it for the show, so I yeah. hope you be. I mean, it's I like it. It's nice. I wonder and, how uh, uh, the the beer is that Mike spilled on the table before we started. Yeah, the show. he definitely had a nice spill going on, and he just ran it, knocked it all over because he's incompetent. You never know with him. There's the part where he's leaving. Yeah, <laughs> thinks he's better than us. <laughs> well, silence. Well, that's, hey, that's hey. the. That's a testament to a good podcast right there. So as soon as Mike fixes whatever he's trying to fix, I don't know. Farewell, everybody. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We can't carry this show. I I see that. Jesus Christ. I was trying to fix the... I know you were trying to fix things, but I'm like, where do we go? Because we need to go into Upper Deck, but we can't go into Upper Deck. You can talk about the beer for a little bit. You can talk about... We just spent four minutes talking about it. You're full of shit. All right. Hopefully that audio is better now for you guys. Upper Deck! shit show tonight <laughs> is. Hey, Jesus an Upper Deck Christ. is brought to you by sponsors that are probably going to leave us after this. Craft Roots Sports and Upper Deck brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Locally owned in Columbus, Ohio by Scott and Matt. A couple of guys who are saying they made a mistake just like you <laughs> and me. Minuteman, uh, when it comes to doing and selling tickets, they do it the right way, not when it comes to picking who to sponsor for podcasts. Uh, no trying to order tickets from a robot or paying ridiculously high fees. If you call them up, you're going to talk to a real person and avoid all of those fees that the other guys charge and Minuteman will even sell your tickets for you yeah so go on ahead and check them out they're much better at what they do than we do <laughs> MinutemanTickets.com or give them a call at 614-943-3000 that's 614-943-3000 all your sports concerts or t- theater ticketing needs they'll take care of wow hey at least the audio is fixed Right, yeah, people can hear us. That's that's a key to having a good podcast or a show that has audio. All right, so sports it can be a uh, awesome place, Mike, to have stories that melt your heart and lighten the mood, or they can be a uh, place where people can be huge dicks. And that's the case with this first story. That's also the case for sports podcasts because you can be a huge dick. Well, I'm just serving what I've been given. Just. You're volleying it over, and I'm serving it back. Is that how that works? Is that how this goes? No, I think it's serving, then volley. But anyway, all right, so in New Hampshire, there's a youth baseball league where a father found out that his daughter, who was the only girl in the entire league, was getting, let's say, plotted against because this father found out that there were two other fathers in the league that were telling their players, hey, we need to get this girl out of here. And you know what you should do? You should plunk her. So Dude. at practice, they are having their kids plunk this girl in hopes that she would quit the league. That's unreal, dude. Yeah. Uh, 11-year-old league. Um, the father sent an email to the league board of directors and you know, saying, here's what happened. Um, I heard this from a couple of their, their uh, parents that were at a meeting where these guys had discussed what they were uh, attempting to do. And, you know, they didn't feel comfortable with it, so they told the father. Father got a hold of this. And now there's a formal investigation into whether or not this is the case. And the police are involved. So congratulations to the fathers of the year that uh, were teaching young boys, hey, if you don't want girls to do something, just hit them. They'll go away. And, like, uh, (laughs) they're doing it in practice. Like, it wasn't even, like, they were like, oh, no. It's not another team. It wasn't, hey, that girl over there on their team, let's get them to quit. No, it's your own team. Right. 
That's discouraging. so terrible. And girls who don't have the opportunity to play baseball generally, they're usually, you know, shifted over to softball. She wanted to play baseball. She, All of her friends had gone out to softball, but she, you know, softball is a different game even though it's in the same vein. Oh, yeah. And she just wanted to play baseball. So here these dads are playing total dicks what a bunch and of douchebags too to to like be that pissed off that there's a girl in the league yeah like it, you know what that tells me that tells me that she was really fucking good and their sons were riding the pine and they well, were pissed do, i mean that's the only they, explanation i could come them up as with. the fathers do they feel that threatened by their son clearly I mean, I, how do you? Not that they feel threatened by their son; that they're living vicariously through well, their son. Saying, and when their kids sitting on the bench, this, they're they like, "Oh, this, this girl, this girl," and, and like through their sons, maybe not being as good or whatever. Even if they are, even if they are better and starting, and she's just yeah. on the team. What a terrible Awful. thing to teach your child. It's so terrible. Eh, just hit somebody if you want them to go away. Eventually, they'll give up. I like I can't. I just picture too where they're like, uh, "Practice is at uh, at six, and then she leaves with her. It's at five fifty-five. Get here early. We got a team <laughs> meeting." Got and then her. they're like, "All right, guys, when she gets here, fucking hit her." Oh, and, and when she shows up, hey, you're late. You're running laps. <laughs> We're gonna go work it on some drills. But she should have been at her five fifteen. <laughs> Told me it was six. Well, you're late. Well, clearly you don't want it enough if you didn't get here early. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I guess Eric, there's nothing on going on in New Hampshire other than being dick parents. Yeah, Eric chimed in and said riding the pine for sure. That's got to be the yeah. explanation. They're they're just pissed because their kids aren't good enough to beat out the girl on the team. Tyson said we're going to shake, shake things up this week. Do a shot first, then I share the show. Mm, those yes. aren't the rules, man. Works, we bro. get to we get to make the rules here. Uh, I'll tell you what, Tyson. I will. Let me get through upper deck. Share the show now, then I'll do a shot, and then you share it again. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, this is the week of four twenty, and this news just feels right for this episode. Uh, the Las Vegas Lights Football Club, which is a, a USL expansion team, they're in the same league as FC Cincinnati. Uh, they have become the first professional sports team in America to partner with a marijuana dispensary. Good for that. <laughs> the, uh, the team announced their partnership with the New Woo Cannabis Marketplace. Uh, inside their stadium, they're going to feature like a, a banner on the wall. It's the first time ever that there's going to be a, a, weed a weed ad inside nice. a professional stadium. Here's what's also funny about this. Uh, they share their stadium with the New, New York Mets AAA affiliate. All right. So technically, it's going to be on the wall there for the Mets, <laughs> for the AAA awesome. team. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, they they paired up with the Paiute tribe uh, out there in in uh, Vegas. This apparently this dispensary they've got a twenty four hour drive through. Okay, they are it's something like fifty thousand square feet. It's just huge. Uh, they say they service more customers than any other dispensary in the country. Just wow. constantly people coming in there. And 24 hours a day medicinal and recreational weed that they have available uh, and it, it, when I heard about this I was like I have gone to Vegas a lot how have I never heard of that place before <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's one of the things that like the cab drivers would tell you about yeah, I've like, never they, heard of that they tell you about like the, all the titty bars and stuff and they then should again, be I like I haven't been out to Vegas since everything became legal so mm, that maybe that's it case. yeah well, that's if that's the case, then they, then they built the largest dispensary very quickly. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this has been around for a while. They turned that around. <laughs> uh, so there you go. First ever professional team. Do you think this happens more and more now? Do you think teams start partnering now that oh, it's I mean, legalized? This is, this is coming. I mean, this isn't 
this is just the first of what will be many once it goes full legal everywhere. I mean, there will be pot ads. It'll just be normal. There won't be idiots reporting on it on a podcast in their basement. It'll just be <laughs> Hey, did you see that new billboard up? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I can't wait for an NBA team to get the, the patch. It's just a pot leaf. No. <laughs> that's going to be there. That's going to be the... Zigzag, the official sponsor of <laughs> this team. It's just going to be a crumpled Dale's Pale Ale can. <laughs> also. Here's where you poke the holes in it, fellas. Also a solid choice. <laughs> All right. Now, this next story, just hilarious. So, you've heard of Scotty Pippen, right? Yeah. You sure have. Everybody has heard of Scotty Pippen. Well... Scotty Pippen is was rather the owner, the proud owner of two tractors on March 27th. That combined were worth fifty thousand dollars. Now I don't know what the hell Scotty Pippen's doing with tractors that are worth fifty thousand dollars, considering <laughs> most stories you hear about Scotty Pippen is that he's spent poorly in his lifetime and is broke. But anyway, he's got he had two tractors worth fifty thousand dollars. I say this was because either on the twenty eighth. Or the 29th. Police aren't even sure. (laughs) Somebody stole the tractors from his farm in Arkansas. There's currently a a $2,500 reward for information that leads to an arrest and a conviction. So if you have any info on that, call up. Get yourself a quick two grand. I... First of all, I didn't know Pippen was in Arkansas. That's well, he the number one weird Arkansas. thing. He played college there. No, I know, but I th- every I thought he was still in Miami. Oh, yeah, he was, that's right. He, he was living in Miami for a long I time. Mean, well, the, it did say that the farm's owned by his brother, too, so I mean, it might just be something where he, he owns part of the land or he funds it. I don't know. It could be his brother. But either way, the, the, the tractors are his. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. $50,000. I mean, are tractors normally that expensive? I, no. <laughs> no. Like, I can't imagine Those a tractor. Those have to be really high-tech tractors. Right. That's, uh, yeah, that's some high-quality Not your recreational but... tractor that you can buy at Home Depot. <laughs> just just swinging by Lowe's getting this fifty grand right. tractor. Or I'll take 10 of them. That won't be fifty grand. Okay, cool. That's what I figured. <laughs> Really weird, but really funny. Zero, that, zero turn radius on this one. Yeah, yeah that's worth 50 Gs. Hi, this is... Well, uh, I should say, they're combined, so 25 each. Former NBA star, Scotty Pippen, and uh, I'd like to report a stolen property. <laughs> okay, Mr. Pippen, go ahead. Mm, two tractors. <laughs> worth about 50 grand. Uh, did you say two tractors? Yes. Yep, yep that's why I said Oh, okay. That's why you went broke. <laughs> say what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Well, we'll, we'll get right, right on the case. <laughs> so there you go. Scotty Pippen lost two tractors. Oh, nice. All right, this is a story that I loved, and I put this in the rundown earlier this week, and I was so mad when it broke earlier today when people started reporting on this one. Mm. But apparently, BYU takes their gymnastics really seriously. Extra serious. Uh, so much so that the women's gymnastics coach will invite other athletes into the gymnasium to heckle the team as they're practicing to get them ready for competition. Which I think is funny because I don't think normally I, you're getting heckled when you're doing yeah. gymnastics. I feel like every time I've watched the Olympics, it's super quiet. Maybe it's different in college and, competitions. I was going to say, no. Anytime I've seen competitive gymnastics on television, college, Olympics, whatever, just super complete quiet. silence. You hear the, the music, <laughs> the sound of the mat, and people like coughing because it's that silent. That's it. Just candy wrappers wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where the heckling comes in. Well, apparently BYU gets heckled a lot uh, because this is their tactic. So the coach um, 
brought in members of the BYU football team. Because why not? Yeah, well, if you're going to heckle, bring in the big guns. Uh, And they really went big. They brought in 400-plus pound Tongan defensive lineman Montekai Lange. Uh, His nickname is Tonga Truck, which is... That's a pretty probably sweet the best nickname. nickname I've heard in college football ever. Uh, so after talking all kinds of shit to the girls, the team decided uh, they were just going to mess around on the equipment. And the coach said a lot of the athletes do that when they're in there. They end up after it's over. They just play around on the mats and shit. Uh, well, they have a giant foam pit. It's just filled with like square foam pieces yeah. uh, that the girls can tumble into. Mm-hmm. Well, the team all jumped in it because why not? And Tonga Truck got stuck. <laughs> he, he's 6'7", 400 plus pounds, and he couldn't get out of the, the ball pit. So everybody laughed and then went, oh shit, how are we going to get this guy out? Because they realized how gigantic this human being is. Uh, they end up getting him out of the ball pit or the foam pit. Um, it took several members of the team to drag his big ass out of there. <laughs> There's no video of this, but I really wish there was because the visuals in my head are amazing on this story. All of these tiny little women trying to <laughs> just, pick up this 400-pound The little dude. girls, even the teammates, like he dwarfs his teammates. This dude is 6'7", yeah, 400-plus pounds. That's a giant human being. He's huge, man. Here's the crazy thing, too, about him. He had no background in football when he got signed to BYU. Because of course. They saw him playing a pickup basketball game and they were like, "Yeah, let's sign him." <laughs> Sent him on a Mormon trip. They were like, "Go on. You're a Mormon now. You're going to go do this shit." Wow. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good drop in, Joe. Good work. <laughs> I try. Well, this next one, story also hilarious. This is my favorite story of the week. So Dan Snyder, who, if you don't know who that is, just off the name, he's the douchebag owner of the Washington football team. Uh, well, well done. He routinely, yes, he routinely makes boneheaded moves. He's just a terrible owner for the entire time he's owned the team, which is most of our lifetime. I yeah. think when we were younger, he bought them. I don't know, grade school sometime. But anyway, he's just been a god-awful owner the entire time he's owned the, the team. Well... Recently, a fan wrote to him, and this was before, obviously, Kirk Cousins ended up signing with the Vikings, but he wrote, he hand-wrote a letter to Snyder saying, hey, do what you gotta do, please don't let Kirk Cousins get away, face of the franchise, yada, 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 that's all he wanted. Well, as we all know, Cousins didn't sign. See you, bye. But, <laughs> that's not all that Daniel Snyder was gonna do. He wasn't going to just let it end with not signing. He, you know, had to address the situation. So what better way to address the fan than to send back a full-length photo <laughs> of yourself autographed with HTTR, which stands for Hail to the Redskins. Wow, yeah. man. That's such a D-bag move. Troll-level expert. First of all, who has a full-length picture of themselves? That's the weird part. Yes. It's not just like a, a business headshot yeah. that he has. It's not, a yeah. full-length not picture. shoulders up. It was, it's him standing there, and you're just like, who took that photo? <laughs> well, you definitely know he's got a partnership with like the fat heads, and he's like, can, can you guys do me too? Like, <laughs> you can do me, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, you no, might- Dan, we... Uh, all right, just take the picture. Fine, just we won't ever put it out. Just we're not going to do anything with it. Let them know it's yeah. there. <laughs> but I mean, hey, uh, you know, he got a response, right? You know, he's got cardboard cutouts of himself. And this, yeah, in, no in the house. And this fan posted a picture on Reddit of this autographed photo. So you know, in case anybody thought, no, there's no way he did that. Uh, yeah, Daniel Snyder, he did that. 
The guy, and this isn't one of those signature stamps either. This is, you know, usually you get an autograph back from people and it's like, hey, right. thanks for the thoughts, and then boom. Right. No. Right. This looks like he took a Sharpie <laughs> and was like, take personal pleasure in this. I got this one, Debbie. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this one myself. <laughs> you know, Debbie like, is the fictional name. Yeah, I was his, right there. His no, secretary. I just talked about that. Yeah. I realized no, 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 like, yeah. Anybody's like, wait a minute, who's Debbie? <laughs> they didn't cover Debbie, Debbie in that story. Yeah. This show is so professional, and they're not even going to mention who Debbie is. <laughs> his, the fictional name of his fictional secretary <laughs> I just made up. I was going to say, like, what type of person would do something like this? And then I realized, this guy. Oh, yeah, it's the guy who refuses to, to change, change the, the name, name of, of a team. racist team. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. That makes, makes total sense. sense. Um, all right. This is my favorite story of the week, uh, and it's going to be your last story of Upper Deck. And this one, I when I read the headline, I was like, yep, we're doing this one on the show. Uh, so Joey Gallo, who plays a myriad of positions for the Texas Rangers, um, you may not know this, but he is from Las Vegas. He played on the same Little League team as Chris Bryant uh, and as uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, just an absolutely stacked Little League team. Uh, so Joey Gallo said that he gave up catching in Little League after Bryce Harper made him cry one day. So apparently Gallo was the only one who could catch Bryce Harper. Nobody could catch Harper because he threw it too hard. And Gallo was the only one who could handle his pitches. Uh, so there was one game that Gallo told a story. Bryce Harper ended the inning by striking out and got really pissed off about it. And Gallo even says, like, I knew it as soon as he struck out. I was like, oh, boy, this isn't going to be good. So he gets all suited up, gets behind the plate. Uh, Bryce Harper rockets the first one wild. Uh, Gallo said he's not even looking at the plate. He's just tears kind of forming in his eyes, just throwing it as hard as he can. The second pitch skipped in the dirt and then hit Gallo in the ribs. And he said he immediately took off his helmet, started crying, and walked to the dugout and never played catcher again. He said he was so upset, his mom bought him ice cream to eat in the dugout for the rest of the game. I mean, <laughs> sure, he's a baby back bitch for all that, but he did make the major league, so... No, there's, he, there's yeah. also that. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I'd, I just I, think at first I thought, man, what a loser, but then, <laughs> hey, you did make the majors still off of that, so I mean, there's no crying in baseball, except for if you get to the majors except if, it, except if Bryce Harper hits you in the ribs with a, a wild pitch. So what position does he play now? Uh, he's third baseman. Uh, I think he plays a little outfield. Yeah, he's a utility. He's guy. all over the place. Uh, the funniest a part, a myriad of positions, I believe. <laughs> well, I said in the story, just it's very nice. Very nice. <laughs> the, the funniest part of this story to me was as soon as I heard it and sent it to us, I thought, wait a minute, Bryce Harper. You know what position he played growing up? Obviously, after this catcher oh yeah, yeah yeah and so i'm like wait a minute <laughs> he he went on to play catcher yeah. after this and he had to well <laughs> yeah i mean he obviously There's nobody else on the team who could catch he obviously couldn't pitch well that's true yeah well i don't know i think he could pitch it was a little just emotional a, to be yeah a little I feel like it'd be wild thing not he yeah pitching. he's not right in the head to be a good pitcher <laughs> well it's just like every little league you put your best athlete at pitcher yeah space yes. catcher outfield yeah you know, every position <laughs> You put your best player at every Everywhere. position. That's what Joe just you said. You clone him. You, put, you play him at all nine. You want to win in Little League, you put your best player everywhere. everywhere. You take the best guy at every position and you play him in that position. Hits every single time. <laughs> Only dingers. Well, that's been up Joe, Brett Joe, and Ben Tickets.com. Joe really Coach, breaking it down there. You went Coach Kent Murphy on. It's nothing but dingers. <laughs> 
Fire it on in there. Uh, oh my god, that's uh, whoa. Where'd that echo come from? I don't know. All right, must have been my headphones. I heard it. It's a fucking shit show tonight, it's, guys. It's, it's something. You know, it's all. Uh, by the way, can we just back up for a second? Blame it on four twenty. Chris Bryant, Joey Gallo, and Bryce Harper all on the same team in Little League. That they is probably didn't even win the so title. So unfair. You know how that goes. You hear no, something they, that stacked. They rolled through their league. Are <laughs> no, you no, kidding me? It, it, you hear something they that stacked rolled. and you think that, and then you probably look back and be like, "Oh yeah, they didn't. They didn't make it to the title game." For whatever stupid reason. No, because you know what? You know why they made it to the title game? Because somebody saw Bryce Harper throw a pitch and hit his own catcher, and the catcher cried and walked off the field, and every other batter in the league was afraid from that point on. <laughs> Didn't want to step in the batter's ball. They were in the back corner, just like shaking, like, come on, throw three strikes so that I could get the fuck out of here, get my <laughs> snow cone, and go home. That's all I want to do right now. They lost, those, that team is, that's not even fair. And yet, never heard about them until today. <laughs> So they probably won a whole lot of nothing. You know that Little League, that all-star team was just like, all right, these three and whoever else, fuck it. Who, <laughs> who wants to be on the team? Doesn't matter. We'll play all against these three. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, you just take the best players and clone them, right, Joe? Right, just that's all you do. Just you take do. your best players and shove uh, them everywhere. Play, <laughs> play them in all positions. Suck it. <laughs> Solid. All right, Joe, uh, go ahead and turn up the, uh, the volume for the computer. Drunk line is open, 440-37-DRUNK. Make sure you guys make your voice heard. Uh, that's where the echo is coming from. It's a computer. All right, got it. That's fine. Uh, it'll be all right. We'll deal with it. Hit us up, 440-37-DRUNK, if there's anything you want to talk about. Uh, but let's get started with NBA playoffs. So normally this is where we would make the joke of Cavs Warriors, Cavs Warriors, cool. And then Joe would say, no, it's going to be Houston and the Cavs. And then we'd laugh at him and then move on. But there have been some interesting storylines so far. We're not too deep into the playoffs currently, but there have been some interesting things. So let's start off with the Cavs Pacers, uh, because Joe, I would be interested in your take on game one, where the Cavs got blown the fuck out of the, the arena they came back in game two. LeBron carried the team to a, what was it, 100-97 to 97 win. So, again, a, a game that you feel like the Cavs should crush the Pacers in that series, and this series is now way closer than, it, than anybody, I think, thought it was going to be going into it. Well, it was definitely like when you were a kid and you were told, don't underestimate the other team. That was probably LeBron in the locker room saying, you know, don't underestimate them, we can lose. And then they get smoked <laughs> real bad. And LeBron's just sitting in the locker room like, told ya. Like, and they just got blown out. In the second game, he had to score 46 points, like 20-plus in the first quarter for them to even be But see, shouldn't that be kind of concerning? If you're a Cavs fan and you're looking at that, like, this team is a team that's only been together since the All-Star break, essentially. Like, trade deadline, this team got put together. So they're not as cohesive of a unit as some of the other teams that are in the playoffs. And you just got smoked by the Pacers in the first game, struggled in the second game. And the only reason why you won is because LeBron was LeBron. Uh, is there some doubt that maybe, possibly, this is the year the Raptors get them? Maybe? I don't know. Good talk, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was lost in all that excellent breakdown the analysis. That, I was looking up stats, bruh. <laughs> Tristan Thompson doesn't think that uh, he's the father of Khloe Kardashian's kid. I saw anyway. that. No, wait. Hang on. Let's get into that. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. What? No, he is. <laughs> the baby come out white? 
not not that much of the not the father. He's like, saying she yeah. was cheating too, and he wants a paternity test. He wants to take that shit to Maury. <laughs> I'm, I want to watch that episode. You know Maury's DVR licking his shit. chops for that one. He's like, come on, man. TT, come on. I'll do it on the show. And then I just want to see Tristan Thompson dance if he's not the father. That's all I want. Can you imagine Tristan Thompson dancing on the Maury stage if he's not the father? That would be a gif in a second. No doubt. So a lot of people with this Cavs Pacers are comparing this Cavs team to that first team he brought where he got swept in the finals Mm. by the Spurs where if they are even going to make it, LeBron has to be everything. The only difference is he's playing with a lot of rookies people have never been in well the that's finals. the, the only thing about that is i kind of thought that now that's no, he's only that's right he's our he's age, the same age he's, as us. <laughs> he's a month older than me so no, he's not uh Let anyway exaggerate he'll be 34 in december he's still old no well yeah he's old in basketball compared to his first since. finals he's right he's ancient well, now. yeah you're right compared to his first finals he's very old i mean that was you didn't about. let me finish it's i said he's ancient season no oh, okay cool okay anyway Dick. uh <laughs> yeah no uh i was just gonna say it's concerning but lebron's had to be superman multiple times i you know i never thought that this season was going to end in anything other than them getting to the finals i don't know that that's where changes. i was too it's, i mean they're... it's it's more interesting if you're a Cavs fan you're a little upset i guess because it's not as much of a cakewalk but i i feel like that first game was definitely just a wake-up call i mean they they were probably like oh man uh, we're gonna have to try in this series rats well we did think we were going to breeze through this and not have to worry. Because, you know, they're looking for the Raptors and ahead and all that other stuff. And so I just thought, all right, I got away from them. And then, you know, close games don't matter as long as they win. Do you have the, really the bracket matter. pulled up over there? No. Uh, I just didn't know who they would have in the second round. Raptors, right? Yeah, so they are the four seeds. So, so they would be... have the Raptors. Yeah, that's what I'm yes. saying. Okay. That's then... why I said they were looking ahead. I yeah. assume I, I thought the way the brackets shaped up that that's who they would play next. But... If other things stand true, it would probably be the Celtics versus the winner of the Heat and Miami. So or the, Heat and the Sixers. So the Sixers. So yes. it's going to be Celtics Sixers in that in that other. And a lot side. of people are picking the Sixers just based on how well they have been playing. Who Eric's not going to like that. Sorry, Eric, if you're still listening, you're going to be really pissed hearing Joe say that. That's fine because I'd, <laughs> I'd pick the Sixers and six in that series because there's just too much to overcome in Boston with the injuries. Well, that's the thing. I think if Kyrie was playing, oh no, if Kyrie if Hayward was, was still there, no, no, no. Like if Kyrie you... was there, then Boston would win. The Hayward thing, obviously, they would win. But right. I mean, it, if this team was what it was right after Hayward went down in the first five minutes of the season, they'd be fine. But I got to be honest, Kyrie, they just won't. I think if Hayward and and Kyrie are there, I would say Boston. Oh, they they'd be winning would the be East. The, would be yeah, yeah. they no hands they'd, down come out. They of the would East. be They're, and they they'd be, be the favorite down. to to do so. It wouldn't even yeah. be close. Like, nobody would be doubting that. It'd Absolutely. Be like, the Celtics are going to eliminate the Cavs. And then the lose to the Warriors. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> so then, Mike, you picked the Cavs to win the whole, the whole sure thing. Did. Sure did. I picked you, the Cavs you, to win you it You still all. feeling it? Yeah, I still feel good about that. Uh, <laughs> and here's, here's why I feel here's good about that. Here's why going to give you a fake reason. Uh, the reason why I still feel good about that is because... Uh, Do you still have them coming out of the East? Are you still... 100% yeah, of no, them come out I still the East? think I still think they come out of the East, uh, only because of the LeBron factor. I think I just I think it may go longer. It may be in six or seven in the the next couple series. I don't think it's going to be an easy task. Yeah, no, at these all. these game, these series are going to go long for the Cavs. Here's what sucks for the Cavs though: there is nobody that's like 
it's all LeBron. There's nobody that you're like, oh yeah, if LeBron is double teamed, if LeBron is having an off night, if there's something going on there, there's nobody that's the number two guy for the Cavs. The whole team is just like a bunch of other dudes. It's LeBron playing with a, a bunch of guys he found in a pickup gym. I don't know that it's that bad, but I mean, it, it's. I mean, how it, many times has it in been? Comparison, I know, but how NBA many times talent? has it really been this bad? Though, I mean, pretty much all of them. He's never uh, outside of the Heat years, and, and you know, I know he, he the the names were there, but I mean, Matthew Dellavedova and shit. I mean, they were complementary guys. I mean, he's it's always with, been a bunch of other with, guys right. that had just been together. But the difference, the, only, the difference is, the difference is, the league was different at that time. The league now has become all of these superstars playing together. Right. It, so it's a different league now. Like you didn't have to play against Embiid and Ben Simmons. And you know, that's right, just lineup mean the East is, got better. Finally, it only took them a decade to finally get good. But even that, like, uh, I mean, well, I you're starting decade, to see, but... you're starting to see these teams kind of come together as the, more of these super teams. And I think that's going to be harder for a, a squad like the Cavs that are just, it's just LeBron and then other people. Well, the biggest thing is a lot of the East teams are all of the young people who have come first round picks, one and dones, and they are not afraid to play. Usually, you know, 10 years ago, rookies rarely saw the floor. Now everybody that's coming out is ready to play, ready to go, not afraid of LeBron, just running through them. They'll go at him. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. Well, and everybody wants to, to be play. the one. Everybody wants to be the one to say they knocked off LeBron. I mean, that's obviously when you. When you're number one, everybody's coming at you. So, of course, they're all going to give their best. I still don't think it's going to matter in the end. They're still going to come up a little bit short. Even if it takes the Cavs seven games in every single series, they're still going to win the East. Cavs are going to win the East and then get swept in the finals, no matter yeah. who they play. That's that's no, what oh, I yeah. think is going to happen no because there is no way that they, they match up with anybody. When you have to be like, all right, Kevin Love, you're our number two, man. You're you're the guy. You are screwed. Speaking of feeling good, I'm feeling real great, just like I was a week ago about the Warriors. <laughs> How about that? About they, the Warriors not so, losing in the first round so lead, I don't have to take 14 shots. <laughs> leading, up to, leading up to the playoffs, uh, and maybe they just did that to like stir up controversy and get people excited or, or get focused on. But – it was, oh, I don't know, Steph Curry, he's not playing. The Warriors yeah, might not yeah. make it out. It was just and then what they, they crushed him in the first game. What, yeah. How many did they score? Was it 113 or was it even more than that in that first game? I don't even remember. It was They were embarrassing wins both times. So. Yeah. so the Warriors are up to oh, so you still feel good about your pick for the Warriors. Well, yeah, but I'm just more to the point, feel good about last week with, oh, you could lose in the first round, and I could have to take 14 <laughs> shots. Yeah, that's why I took 14 that 14 shots and bong a beer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was perfectly confident with betting that. We could have bet anything. You have to go live on Mars if they lose in the first round. All right, we'll see. I'll go live on Mars. Oh, oh wait, that's right. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree. The Warriors, I think, are... Uh, the West is going to come down to Warriors and Rockets, at least from what I've seen. I didn't see anybody else. The, in the only West. other surprising thing I think so far is the Pelicans Blazers. The Pelicans being up the 2-0. porno series. That was the, yeah, that I, was like, the I, I like damn that too. good. I that in the, the damn but, good. Uh, yeah, I I thought that the Blazers were gonna you know be that third team, the the third best team in the West, and they sure as hell ain't looking like it. I mean, especially with the Pelicans not having Cousins, like what the hell are the the Blazers doing to be down 0-2? 
I haven't watched any of that series just because. It feels, well, it feels like they underestimated you know it completely. The Here's the thing about the, the NBA playoffs. There's always that one series that it's like, nobody's going to watch that. That one's going to be the boring series. And that enough, always ends up being the best to series me on or paper, the most surprising well, series. Well, to me, on paper, before the playoffs started, that was like the most interesting one just because. See, I looked at that. Hey, and it's I went, two teams that I know won't win in the West. That's why I wrote it they're, off. But they're both good enough to, to watch. Like, it'll be the most interesting because they're kind of evenly matched, but I still thought the Blazers were the better team. And again, without Cousins, it's, they're not at full yeah, strength. No, in New I wrote Orleans. that one off. And instead, they're, they're up 2 nothing. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Meh, I don't care about that series at all. Yeah, it's see, not I, the Rockets, I, I, not the, the Warriors. The, the, Rocket, or the, the, uh, the 76ers Heat is the one that I was like, yep, nope, don't care. See, and that's the one that I was like, mm, I want to see how the Sixers do here. Because yeah. it's, the, I mean, that's the team. They, to me, the Heat are so garbage. Right, but but the Sixers are the future of the East. Like, if you really right. look at it, I think the way the league is going to shift, depending on what LeBron does, whatever LeBron does in the offseason, that's going to determine a He's lot He's going here. to Philly. <laughs> if he does, you saw that. You saw his hair. If he does. <laughs> Liberty Bell. He's going to Philly. That was the best thing I had seen on the internet. That's good stuff. Uh, but there, so the Cavs are are going to be. Or let me just step back. Whoever LeBron is playing for is going to be the the favorite in the East. Uh, if he's so in, in the East, in the East yeah. uh, but I think I this feel is all like setting up the for him to go Sixers. To the Rockets, by the way, oh, that'd be awesome. I really do. I think he's going to the Rockets now. Joe shaking his head. No, Joe is not on board with that. Why would he go west? Like it does. Because it, it all he's ever sense. talked about is playing with the banana boat. And you get there with Chris Paul, him, yes, but Harden. I mean. Should he agree? Should he also says LBJ coming to Houston? I'm telling you, he's going <laughs> to the Rockets. That's, that's my pick for LeBron is his next team. And then, the, you know, who else is going to show up? Oh, Carmelo will magically get, you know, he's a free agent at the end of this year. He'll <laughs> sign a deal with him. I'm telling you. that How banana are you going to get all of those guys in that team, though? Because Carmelo will take less. He's he's made his money. He, he'll take less. Uh, the, this I whole LeBron, know, Chris Paul, Carmelo thing has been talked about forever. Okay, but you got. Forever. But then, what do you do with Harden? Like, you Harden think he's still be there. Stay? He's not going anywhere. How how can you afford all of those names? Because how is that possible? I just said even Carmelo if Melo takes not a, a pay cut, Carmelo's LeBron's not, not taking a pay cut. Carmelo's a sixth man at this point. Doesn't matter. To be LeBron's there. not taking a pay cut. Okay, watch. I'm okay. telling you right now. All right. Okay. You've, and you've even heard if it doesn't, LeBron, first, LeBron is definitely going to Houston. <laughs> that's my prediction. Even with him going to Houston, that's so much like star power on one team. That's so much money to spend. So? Look at the Warriors. What the fuck are you talking about, man? They can do this if they want. They'll figure it out a way. Shit, they're talk- the, the, there's stories out there where they, they're breaking down how the Warriors could fit him in. Ooh. Now that would be fun. That would be <laughs> no, a fun move. Yeah, it would. Because then we'd get to watch basically the USA Dream Team. Like, it's just the USA Olympic Team versus the NBA. That'd be super fun to watch. Nah. You wouldn't be on board with that? You wouldn't be no, on board I with I mean, it's LeBron already Warriors. We already know the Warriors are going to win this year. I mean, do we need to... <laughs> you know who doesn't want to see that? The NBA. <laughs> They're rooting against that. No, they'd love it because then those late night games that don't get any ratings out east would finally get people to watch them because they'd be like oh i want to see if they score 200 tonight <laughs> and uh what's Kawhi gonna do where's Ooh, he going oh yeah fuck that motherfucker where's he where's he's he talking about going to la he can suck all the dicks <laughs> i mean he's from la eric says Kawhi and lebron to la there's uh lebron there's ain't going to la 
You can forget that now. You don't think so? Nah. Why? Why not L.A.? Because that's where everybody's been saying for about five years, oh, he's going to set up the end of his career and he wants to shoot movies and all that shit. No. He wants to go play with his friends one more time. That's what he's going to do. This What, what I'm if he gets you, his friends to L.A.? Who? I don't know. His Kawhi, ex- Kawhi ain't buddies with nobody. <laughs> you can tell that in San Antonio Mello? now. He could get Mello to, to L.A.? Nah. If he could get Mello to Houston, you just said he could get Mello to Houston. He could definitely get him yeah, to L.A. Chris Paul's there. Chris Paul ain't going to L.A. That banana boat, man. The banana boat is going to Houston. Mark that shit. Would you rather be on a banana boat in L.A.? Or would you rather be on like the Rio Grande? But the, you can't get to the banana. You can't have the banana boat if Chris Paul's in Houston. The banana boat is LeBron, CB3, uh, Carmelo, and who was the fourth asshole? Is there? D-Wade? D- That's right. He's too old. They don't give a shit about it. LeBron tried that this year, and he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, LeBron was like, trade him. D-Wade's like, I'm staying in Miami. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to retire somewhere nice. No, LeBron, CB3, and Carmelo are getting together in Houston. Book it. Okay, well, there you go. There's your super scorching hot take for the <laughs> NBA. Whew, we need a good sound effect for super hot takes like that that we can just uh, drop in there. Hoo-ah! <laughs> nah, gonna, nah that's gonna that didn't some, work. That's nope, going to need nope. some work. we got to workshop that. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though, Joe. Um, all right, so you're feeling good about the Warriors. Joe, how do you feel about your pick for Houston to, to come out of the West? Well, I mean, last night... Uh, James Harden went two of eighteen from the field, Whew. and they still won by fifteen points. CP three carried okay, with no. Clint Capella, so now he and has other people C- on his CP3 team. CP three is my my favorite player in the league, and that that is why they won. But I'm telling you right now, if they if it's going to happen again like last year, if Harden disappears in a game against the Warriors like that, they're not winning that fucking game. He cannot no, afford. Okay, no, 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 but, but that's said, a game. No, is I know. Really? But yeah, but every game in that series counts. Considering we think it'll go seven. That's. I mean, that's what everybody. If the if the Rockets are going to win, it's got to go seven, and they've got to have the home court advantage. They can't afford to drop a game. Just disappear on the road. It doesn't matter then. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> that, that shit is going to come back to hard, haunt them. Harden doing his disappearing act in the playoffs won't work. That's why that's why I picked the Warriors to win this. Okay, so do you think there's any chance, any chance at all, that either the Warriors or the Rockets don't make the Western Conference Finals? Hell no. They're they're your NBA champs. One of the two. The okay. Warriors. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? I like that Joe's just totally ignoring it. Just head down. Doesn't even matter. Uh let's see. Tyson said do the shot first, then I share. Oh God damn. Still on that boat. I mean, it. we are just one short of the 15, so it's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, and while I'm doing this, uh, let's let's do white motherfucker. Uh, sure. That's all good to you, because we can just polish off the rest of this. Oh, okay. All right, Scott. Uh, so since we don't have a punishment for this week, uh, we are doing white motherfucker. Uh, this is where we ask, uh, normally Scott would ask me a question to determine whether or not I am a white motherfucker. And if I get it right, then Scott has to drink. If I get it wrong, then I have to drink. However, the last two times, two times, yes, because I got the question right the first time. Oh yeah. 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 To get Tony Braxton, I I took the power back and then Scott did not know. (laughs) Then Scott did not know easy E's name, uh, and, uh, stayed the white motherfucker for the week. So, this week, Scott, here's what we're going to do for you. Uh, eyes off the computer, because I don't want anybody, because people are definitely going to chime in on the oh, comments and know okay. this one. 
Uh, since you did not know uh, Easy E's name, we're gonna do another uh... Christopher Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> no, I already gave you that one in a question. Sean Diddy comes. When you and I gave you that one in a question when Damn you it. didn't know Mace's name. <laughs> no, so you didn't give me Biggie or Puffy though. So yes, I just in that him. in that question. No, I no, said, no, no, I, I nailed him. No, here's the question You're the for white you, motherfucker. Uh, what's Master P's real name? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny? Is I just saw it this week because some stupid ass thing came up and I completely forget it again. He's also it ties in perfectly because Master he P in did play NBA. in the NBA. So I know. It's and a perfect tie-in. Uh, and now and you know what's funny? Now I'm blanking on Lil Romeo's name. Because he's junior. So if I can think of his stupid ass son's name. I'll give you a few minutes here. Keep thinking. Uh, oh. You don't know. No, I don't. I forget. Calling I, it. Joe, do you know Master P's real name? Nah. I, for, I, I forget. Like, I know his name, but I forget. It's Percy Miller. It's Master that, P. That was the funniest part. I was like, wait a minute. It, it just, before you said it, I was like, it's Romeo Miller. But I, <laughs> I, I, we could have sat here all night and I wasn't coming up with Percy. But it, <laughs> Romeo Miller did pop into my head because I remember when he was getting re- recruited by USC and all that and that whole thing and scandal and shit. Well, the hypno is gone, so uh, let's just cheers this one together, ma'am. Uh, congrats on being a white motherfucker once again. One of these days you're going to get these rappers' names. Fuck you. You motherfucker. You white as mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that song, you. Yeah, I think Oh, joking. Scott said he even knew that one. Cool. See? See? Good all you keyboard heroes, but uh, <laughs> Google Google is your friend. All right, you let's let's keep moving. Um let's talk a little bit about uh the Stanley Cup. Hell yeah, Penguins three peat still looking good. Dude, okay, so I was thoroughly surprised by that series because when the Penguins came out and scored seven, they shut out the Flyers seven nothing in the first game. I was like, good lord. The Flyers, came back. Flyers came back, and, and the second game, they put up five on the Penguins. So it was like, all right, well, this is just going to be one of those weird series. And then the Penguins came out again and crushed the Flyers. It is the most boring series just because of how lopsided every game is. But it doesn't matter. Did you see that the Flyers, there was a fan that went through the stadium and that. put Sidney Crosby's picture in every urinal inside the stadium so that fans could piss on Sidney Crosby it's <laughs> during the game. Oh, uh, my wife's disappointed because I'm sure she knew that. Tyson, says Percy Miller. Tyson knew it. He Googled it. Probably. There's but no it doesn't matter. You are you are the white motherfucker of the week. Uh, all right, anyway, so... More uh, importantly, b- besides the Penguins being up 3-1 and my three-peat looking good... Vegas swept their storybook season Knights, man. continues, and and against a team like the Kings, who I don't think were great this year, but they were in the finals just a few years ago. Well, it's it's also they're the consistently Kings are, the Kings great are one team. of those names that you're like yeah. when you think hockey, you think NHL '94 on Sega playing with the Kings and <laughs> dominating the, the sure. Game. No, I actually That's think right. more recently of their runs. <laughs> They're they're like a dynasty team. Like they're oh, there we go. We got a call coming in. Craftbird Sports. Who's this? Hello, hello. Who's this? Am I on the air? Yeah, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all must have missed. Must not recognize my voice. Oh, uh, shit! Now, I recognize the voice. It just was echoing. I had no idea. <laughs> it's Money B! What's up, man? Fuck, man. Uh, 
fuck have y'all been doing? Y'all on a Thursday night? Yeah, man. You know, well, when you go out of the game and you disappear for a while, you you start to uh, to miss some stuff. Yeah, we're on a Thursday night now. We're uh, you know earlier in the night, a tighter show. It's a it's a whole new format, man. I love hearing y'all's voice. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to soak this in real quick. I tuned in last week. I thought you were going to do a two-hour show, and I was getting ready to call. It's like I worked out, ate my dinner. I'm like, I'm going to call these fuckers. And then all of a sudden, I see the credits going. I'm like, oh, they don't want me calling right now. <laughs> Dude, for you, Blake, we would have we turned it back on. House music, play them off. <laughs> <laughs> this echo is fucking uh, crazy. First of all, I hear y'all talking about hockey, so I'm assuming JB called in to request this or something. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's just a really slow week. We got NBA and we got hockey. <laughs> it was normal? This was a normal thing? Yeah, this is scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> the sincere laughter says it all. You two idiots are talking about hockey? On your own? Oh, God. You, do you guys know anything about hockey? Nope, sure don't. <laughs> is, this, is this crap root hockey? Did I call the wrong line? Hey, wait, wait we, got people, we got people reaching out to us telling us our NHL coverage on the blog is, is amazing. Yes, so, people are emailing us. They shout out, across shout out JB for that one because we ain't do shit for that. <laughs> and my, my have to change the, I'll change the date. I might have to change the name now. Like, <laughs> uh, new, new year, new y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, when are you dropping some new, uh, some new shit for us? been miss y'all I've, you know been going through some things in life and i've talked about it all tonight we just re- i just recorded uh the first like long extended episode of loaded judgment made podcast yes nice Joe's crew and uh it, we're gonna have the audio version but i did record my version uh on video and uh so yeah that will be up that will be up very shortly so uh, i had a call i was so excited i know y'all were doing the thursday thing and i didn't want to miss it and um I was hoping, you know, there was no, I didn't catch it, you know, when, when Lou the dog was dropping some sort of horrible stuff. <laughs> uh, Blake, you've been gone. You got to go back through and see the punishment where I battle wrapped Lou the dog. I think I fucking killed it. Holy, holy fuck. <laughs> versus Lou the dog. Holy shit. <laughs> it was the whitest thing in the world, dude. It was awful. <laughs> I don't know if it's any whiter than your boy missing. Wait, wait, Blake, he didn't know Easy E last week or the last time we did it. Oh, sorry, Blake, you must be going through a tunnel. <laughs> Things are breaking up. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't know, it's that my brain didn't mm, function mm-hmm, fast enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True. Sure. Yep, like, you still, is your brain still getting adjusted like White People Thursday? Is that like. Yes, that is actually it. <laughs> Both questions have come on the third. I mean, we've clearly had technical issues this show, so I'll I'll give you a pass. This Fair week. enough. <laughs> it's not Joe's fault. Joe, don't shake your head. I'm not mad at you. Last time I was on, like, I just kept owning Mike. Like, there's reverse racism right there. It's like kind of nice to, to see that going, that whole thing. But I see the, the man's back in charge now. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, the plantation owner always wins. I don't feel comfortable joking about this. <laughs> All right, Blake, we're going to let you go, bud. Uh, but, guys, please check out uh, the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast because Blake is a goddamn genius. Uh, Blake, any uh, any good fights coming up that we should know about? Yeah, there's a fight 
there's, there's so there's two fight cards this weekend, everybody. Whether y'all have a either Showtime or Fox Sports One, if you're if you got Showtime, there's a huge boxing fight on Javante Davis, Andre Broner, uh, Jamal Charlo. Those are the all the, the three headliners. They're they're amazing fighters. They'll probably win all their fights. And then also this weekend, it's a UFC Fox Sports One. It's headlined by uh, Kevin Lee and Edson Barbosa. So whether you have either one of those channels and there's no sports on, I know everybody's a huge kind of broad sports fan, but everybody for sure, check it out. It'll be great cards this weekend. And and I. I missed y'all's voice. I'm glad I got to talk to y'all, and uh, I'll probably chat with y'all tomorrow. Dude, Sounds love hearing good. from you, We Blake. missed you too, buddy. So good hearing from you, man. Cheers, bud. Thanks. All right, have a great night. Peace. See you, Peace. man. Oh, fucking Blake Moneyweather. Just call- that just made my night, man. That was the best. All right. Uh, anyways, let's, let's finish up this hockey talk because <laughs> we're, we're a little short on time, and I want to complain about Notre Dame scheduling. Uh, so I think the playoff series so far, the most entertaining one is the Blue Jackets Capitals. Have you seen any of that series? Nope. Joe, have you watched any of that? Of course I've watched. Two to one. Blue Jackets are up two to one. I'm pretty sure all three games have gone to overtime. It's not the second round, so I feel like Washington will find a way to p- figure it out. And then oh, I don't know about that. I don't think they make it out of this one. Well, that's I fine. The either Blue way, Jackets, they'll still be I mean, the same either, disappointing. Either way, the Caps are going to choke because yeah. it's the Caps. But uh, I feel like this is one of those series that uh, it's – this could be a, a big thing for the Blue Jackets. If they can win this series against the Capitals, move on, even if they get eliminated next round, that's going to be so huge for that team and for that franchise in general. Well, and just as you said, that Blue Jackets are getting shut out 3 nothing. Well, the there we go. Okay, <laughs> All right. Two to two. All right. Series tied up. And a fucking jinx. That's the quickest jinx that I've ever been able to put on somebody. Well, to be fair, they were already down 3 nothing before you said that. So you didn't really jinx them so much as well, no, you just because, suck. Because when we were playing in the rundown, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about the Blue Jackets <laughs> tonight. I'm going to talk about how this is the defining series for this franchise. And <laughs> shit in the bed. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Mike, have you watched any of your uh, Tampa Bay pick? Uh, I I have not. No, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't watched any of my pick. I still feel confident in it, though, because, uh, you know, they're up, and I'll wait until next round. I'm not worried about this round. I'll wait and see what happens next round for Tampa Bay. They're not going to win. I I already know I'm going to lose that bet. You picked them. Of course I already they're going to fucking gonna lose. Yes, yeah, I already know they're going to lose. Uh, you still think the Penguins are going to three-peat? Yep. Even though that's Nothing's almost statistically me. impossible to do in yep. the NHL. Nothing's cool. discouraged Still me. on board. Cool, yep. cool. Totally. Uh, Joe, you went with Vegas. You got to feel confident after a sweep in the first round. Oh, yeah. Got to ride that hot hand. It's Vegas, baby. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> hey, Blue Jackets just scored 3-1. Maybe I should just keep talking about them because that was the good luck charm that they needed. Nope. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, like your good luck. Yep, fair point. Uh, is there anything else in this uh, in this Stanley Cup playoffs so far that's been either a surprise or interesting? I feel like the oh, man. the I series just are all that... going how they should. Yeah, there's been nothing crazy, but I just I think it's just nuts that this Vegas story just keeps going. It's so awesome. I guess that's that the, the biggest... expansion team is just it just keeps struggling along to sweep in the first round to make it to the playoffs. Like everything they keep doing, it's like. How far can they go? I know I jokingly picked them at the beginning of the season to make the finals, but I never thought that they'd actually be here. I mean, they're an expansion team. Eventually, the law of averages was going to kick in, right? Nope. It's Flurry, baby. Sweep through the first round. You can't get past Flurry. Flurry's a... Animal, real. Uh, but I love it. Really I, I love it because just you know, an expansion team and everybody's 
writing them off, and here they are. Sorry, Tanks and Mike cursing teams for life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> he will be. Um, all right, we got a few more minutes here. Should I? Can I talk about this Notre Dame thing? Sure. All right, so Notre Dame this week, uh, or this week, today, they announced that Alabama and Notre Dame will be playing a home-and-home home series. Big deal! Notre Dame versus Alabama, two big names in college football. People are going to tune in, wanting to see them lose. The games are in 2028 and Actually, 2029. but real quick, can you okay. tell me what God, happened dude, the last time those two teams played? Uh, Notre Dame lost very badly. Oh, okay, And cool. I got super drunk on whiskey. I'm pretty sure oh, I drank okay. an entire bottle of uh, American honey uh, at a bar. I spent way too much money. It was one of those nights where you get your bar tab and you're like, I'm afraid to go home. I'm going to be in trouble when somebody sees this uh, credit card bill. I haven't had one of those since mm. I got married. So I, I haven't had one of those since that night. That was, uh, well, that was a wake-up call for me. So, solid decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, so the schedule is 2028 and 2029, and this drives me fucking crazy about college football scheduling, that you have to schedule a game that far in advance. Because here's what – right now Alabama is – the team in college football, right? right? We can all agree that they are the premier team. Mm-hmm. So Notre Dame has been working out a way to schedule the best team in college football. We're talking 10 years down the road. Insane. Either of these coaches could be gone by then. No, both of them will both be. Go- yeah, There's both a 100% yeah. chance that neither coach will be coaching the, these teams in 10 years. I guarantee you. Saban's too old, and, and Bur- Kelly sucks too much. So he'll yeah, be yeah, he'll right. probably get yeah. fired and Saban will have retired. There's no way that so either of these coaches are coaching. Either way, this game could be uh let's say, let's say crazy shit happens. Notre Dame is now a, a good team. <laughs> and they play Alabama because they scheduled the top team. Saban and Kelly are more likely to be coaching both of these teams <laughs> than Notre Dame is to be good. But go ahead. Point being, All right, uh, point being, Notre Dame could be good, and then they could get knocked on their schedule because Alabama is shit because Saban retired and the team is not good anymore. So you schedule a team 10 years in advance having no idea how that team is going to be 10 years from now, and that could impact your chances at a playoff that year. College that's scheduling so fucking dumb. awful. That's so, so that's so stupid. Not to mention the fact that the kids that will be playing in this game, uh, who... Put it up in the group. I think they said that these kids are in like first grade or something right now. <laughs> I didn't even see that, but that's, that's a good point. That's kind of crazy to think about. Well, I just think the stupidest thing is, you know, we said that you have no idea how these teams are going to be, but then we saw it. I just think of Ohio State because every time it seems like recently they've announced it, they had the after Vince Young did his thing. Woo! We got this thing with Texas. Ten years from now. uh, Well, it it wasn't even that far. It was like five years or whatever. And then by the time they got around, eh, Texas wasn't that big of a thing anymore and whatever. They They did did the same thing with USC. Then by the time they got to the game, it wasn't that big of a deal anymore. When you schedule these things so far out, I mean, there's a very good likelihood that the teams aren't going to be what they are when you scheduled it. So it's exciting at the moment and for the press release. And then, I mean, not only are you going to forget by the time, you know, 10 years later, but it's, like you said, it's also very likely that these two teams will look completely different. And yeah. who knows? I mean, shocker of all shockers, both teams could be for shit. This could be one of those things where it's like, uh, both teams are having down years. I, I mean, it's more just, likely to happen than, uh, right? than one being good and the other not being good. Well, <laughs> I would say it's more likely than Alabama staying completely good as they are because you you attribute a lot of that to Saban. 
and Notre Dame being where they are. And I mean, they're okay, but I mean, they're, 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 they're not where they want to be, right? right? Okay, so I'm saying that by the time they get there, it's more likely that both of them, for whatever reason, have just fallen off a little bit. And it, like, it's not the oh, this would be a potential top 10 matchup in 10 years. And instead, you're looking no, at they, like a, a bottom 25 matchup just because of the way things have gone for the both programs. But right. It's 10 years out, so you can't know. Eric, uh, Eric made a good point. He said that both fan bases are huge, so it's going to be big no matter what. And that's 100% true. No matter what. It will be big to both the fan bases, but we're talking about right. in the scope and, of college And I think that's football. where my frustration comes in is that game could end up affecting one of those teams' playoff chances because at the end of the year, they start looking at strength of schedule and who'd you beat? Right. And, oh, you played a shitty team. Yeah, okay, they were shitty this year, but when we scheduled them 10 years ago, they were the fucking unstoppable right. beast of college football. That's And this is why college football is a nightmare to deal with because you have to schedule 10 years in advance for a, a game like this. And then who knows if that team's going to be any good. Yeah, that's insane. It. College football scheduling is basically just playing craps. Yeah. You're just rolling the dice like, Meh, let's see what turns up. I mean, you're, you're playing pretty good odds because you're thinking, all right, this is a traditionally good team. So that's basically all you can do. Traditionally good since Saban was there. <laughs> well, I mean, historically, they had Bear Bryant. I mean, there was a long oh, gap yeah. in between. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a long they, gap in between they were Bear, good with Bryant Bear Bryant and They were good with Saban. But uh. that's what I'm saying, though. Historically, <laughs> they're one of college. But you can say the same thing. Notre Dame, one of the best teams in the 20s. But, but that's what I'm saying. You can say the same thing about Notre Dame. Historically, they're good. I mean, if you schedule Notre Dame as any other school, you're projecting that they're going to be as good as yep. they usually are. A lot of calls coming through there. Crawford Sports, who's this? Hey, it's Tank. What's up, man? What hey, up, what's Tank? Up? Sorry for the echo, bud. Oh, what's going on, guys? Hey, shout out to Scott, man. You saw, saw your Brian Price thing today. That was awesome as hell. Yeah, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It was, it was funny because when they asked me to do that, I, I, I my first question was, well, what the hell do you want me to ask? And then they were like, well, and I realized they didn't know. And I'm like, you know what? I know more about this situation than I'm letting on. I, I got this. Go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. It was cool to see. Hey, uh, so chiming in here on this football thing. Yeah, this is fucking stupid. Is it scheduling a decade ahead? Like, are, are we even? Are we? Like, is the United States still going to be one country in a decade? Well, that's a good point. Like, we may not even be here. Football? That's a good point. We might be wiped off the face of the earth in ten years. Who knows? Well, yeah, they still got to honor that too. Here, here, there, Moving on. Between the, the, the South and the North. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this echo is killing me, man. It really is. Yeah. Sorry, but, uh, Tank. Yeah, man, this is so crazy because I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you guys are saying. It's like what happens if you schedule somebody now and then it turns out what should be a mega matchup between Notre Dame and uh, Alabama, you know, in 10 years is, is just, you know, it, it, it's basically just a shitty 3.30 p.m. game that's going to be on yeah. CBS. Like, noon. They're going to put it on at up. noon. Yeah, they're going to be like, this is the game nobody... No, it's even, a Thursday night game. I was going to say, even better, they bump into one of these Friday night games that have just started popping up where you're like, oh, they're playing college football on Fridays against high school? Yeah, that's what this has been relegated well, to. This program's really falling off. Uh, yeah, Tank, it's, it's super stupid. I hate it. Um, and... I don't know how to fix it because I know college football just that's how it's always been. You just schedule that far in advance. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I don't know what you can do. I mean, I mean, Alabama's entire economy is based off of Alabama football, so you know they're going to be somewhat okay, and they'll probably keep their admission standards on if you can get a ball in a cup. So you know they'll probably be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be okay. Uh, Notre Dame will not be good. In they will years. sacrifice all sorts of public programs to make sure they're still relevant. <laughs> oh, for sure. Whether or not they're any good, they'll, they'll still sacrifice <laughs> to stay relevant. <laughs> Tank, <laughs> thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, bud. No problem, guys. All right, have a good night. All right, cheers, man. See you, bud. All right, uh, Tank brought up a good point. So you were talking to uh, Ken Brew on the uh, WCPO Facebook page today about yes. uh, the Reds firing Brian Price. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a, a shitty move on the Reds' part? Just because uh, here's, I think it's a shitty move because it doesn't seem like they it was well conceived. If you were gonna fire him after 18 games, then you should have fired him in the off season. That's the, nothing that's could the have weird happened in that. these 18 games that would would have. I mean, even if they were, even if you flipped their record and they were 15 and three, would you really think anything more about Brian Price as a manager? As, as far as the big picture for the Reds, would it make you think? You know what? We're headed in the right direction. No, if they no. were 15 and three, you'd be. They would absolutely think that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If the Reds were 15, they're going to be like, fucking this, is, this season is amazing. Right. Red, but I'm saying in the totality of his entire tenure, it wouldn't really change your mind. Because let's be no, real. No, because it would change your into mind. This, no, coming into this year, everybody said, geez, he's lucky he even survived this offseason. There's a lot of chance he could have got fired. And he's probably just the placeholder for Barry Larkin. Let's see how this thing plays out. And even if he was 15-3, and three, it's April. If he's fifteen and three going into the season, everybody was like, "The Reds are going to be jack shit horrible. They are going right. to be terrible." Which they knew, and, and you know what? Happened? If they were fifteen and three, they would be like, "Brian Price is a good manager. He's got this shitty team playing at fifteen and three. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't change the overall outlook, which is why it was a shitty move. Because if you knew it was going to be shitty, and then it ended up shitty, then why are you firing him? Because you admitted before the season started, "Yeah, we probably don't have the talent to compete." Yeah. How is well, changing the, the manager in a 162-game season after game 18? It's just shuffling things around and placing blame where it really doesn't belong. Scott, Scott just brought up the point I was going to make. He said, and let's promote his bench coach, showing we had no plan. And that's the bigger thing. Right. It'd be one thing if it's like, all right, Brian Price is gone, and here's your new manager, Barry Larkin. And then it's like, oh, but, he just had to figure out some shit. But the, the problem with doing that is... A first-time manager, never managed at any level in Barry Larkin, would you bring him into this no. shit show? Or if I you're Barry bring him Larkin, in at the end of the year. I wouldn't bring Barry Larkin a, in. But if you're Barry Larkin, would you want to be brought in? Because no. it's your first time, and you only get one chance to make a first impression. Right. Your career as a manager can be completely buried if you take this job, things are still for shit, and in three years... Uh, nothing has gotten any better. Now you're all of a sudden your reputation is tarnished in the city where yeah. you became you famous. You the king. Yeah. And, and you've got, well, like if I was Barry, I'd stay way far away until the team proved that they were headed in the right direction. And right now, I saw somebody say in the comments later, they're, or no, this was on Twitter, that they're two years away from being two years away. And mm. that is pretty accurate. That is pretty accurate. I mean, as much as – and the weirdest part is I've told everybody for the last few years. So I'm you know, I'm a Braves fan. Everybody knows that. But the Braves and, – and seeing the Reds because I'm in the city, that's who I see a lot of besides the Braves. So I know more about them than pretty much any other team. 
they've mirrored each other in the fact that they were kind of good the early 2010s and they were kind of there in playoff and then the Braves fell off a little bit f- sooner than the Reds did and started the rebuild but then the Reds started the rebuild probably about a year behind and so they've always kind of mirrored right. one another and there's like they've picked very close to each other in the draft the last few years and whereas the Braves have like accelerated and they went all in on the rebuild. The yeah. Reds did this half step right. like, where we kind of want to rebuild, but we kind of want to hold on to things, and it's completely fucked them to where now they were in no man's land, and when they finally decided they were going to hit the reset button, they wasted two years that they could have already be, been working right. on that, and now they're at rock bottom, and they have nothing to show for it except for an old Joey Votto and prospects that have all kind of busted out so far. And, and nothing that you – there's no trade value. There's not even None. anything in the minors that you can be like, well, we can get rid of these guys and get some, some talent in here. No. They're done. That team is like – Right now, you're looking at the franchise as you have Hunter Green in single A mm-hmm. and Nick Senzel knocking on the door – you know, as whatever position they finally decide, either third or shortstop or second or whatever, but he's their only position player, and then Hunter Green's their only pitcher, and that's it. You've got yep. two pieces in essentially your entire franchise that you're hanging your hopes on, and then everybody else you're kind of wishing a prayer. I mean, they've got a couple of young guys up right now, but for the most part, they've looked yeah, mad at best. Winker and, and uh, uh, Castillo has showed flashes. Yeah, Philip oh. Irvin got brought up and was like, Oh, I no. mean, Mally is might figure things out and be a solid piece, but I mean, Castillo's the only one that forecasts Real to dude. maybe be an ace, and this this is what you've got. You've got a bunch of, gee, uh, maybe they could, but for the most part, the cupboard is bare. It's gonna be a long, uh, long time before Reds can enjoy anything. Uh, let's let's end this misery <laughs> uh, right. of the Reds. Let's get into Consumer Can It. Uh, Consumer Can It, of course, brought to you by Tavor. Uh, be sure to check them out uh, for all of your beer needs. If you want to head to our website, craftbrewsports.com, click the sponsors link, and then sign up through that link. You're gonna get ten dollars back after your first beer. Uh, wow, the echo's gone. It's come and gone throughout the show. It's like every time it's we take been. a call, it'll come, but then shortly thereafter, it'll stay, and then go, I don't know. I have no idea it's what's causing It's been a show. Uh, whatever. It's fine. Shit happens, we'll man. We'll fix it in post, bro. This is, no, we won't. It's fucking going uh, up like this. Okay. I can't fix that shit in post. Are you kidding me? Oh. It's going up like this. <laughs> All right. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> as, as shit happens, deal with it. We're Anyways. two years in. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Got all the kinks figured out. Anyways, this week's beer, we had Dale's Pale Ale, the only brewery, well, not the only one, there's a couple other in in Colorado, one of the only breweries that puts a a guide on their can to show you where to turn your can into a a bowl if you want to smoke some weed, if you're in a pinch. Uh, This is Dale's Pale Ale by Oscar Blues Brewery. Uh, Scott, you're not a Pale Ale fan, so let's go with you first. Meh. Mm. This is the ultimate meh beer. I, man, I've never really fallen on the middle. Of the, this is a very take it or leave it beer. I would never seek this out, but it did its job. It's not as bitter as a typical IPA, so it's got that going for it. It, it goes down pretty smooth, but, but there's nothing here that I'd seek out. Nothing that I'm like, oh man, though, that this would completely turn me off of. It's just kind of meh. It's a beer. Sounds like a can to me. It's a can. Mmm. Ugh, that hurts. Joe, Consumer Cannon on Dale's Pale Ale. For everything that Scott just said, 
and the fact that it's such an easy drinker, it has to be consumed. Like, it just goes down <laughs> so smooth. That's exactly where I was going with so it, too. It's like, like a cheap IPA. This is, this is your, like, intro to IPA. Your bargain and it's Because it's not an IPA, and I think that's what everybody needs to realize. If you're worried about IPAs, you don't like the hops of an IPA, go with an APA. It's going to be more mild. It's not going to be as much of a bite to it. Right, there's a little more malt kick to it than the hop kick. And this one is, it because it is only 6.5%, you can have multiple of them. So it's not a beer that you have one and you're like, that's it. That being said, double toothbrush on this one. You got to brush twice. You got to brush twice. For, for sure. One. Yeah. It's a, it's a double brush, it's, which is yeah, a... That's what I'm saying. That's a downside. If I'm gonna go, if that's I'm a big downside. If I'm going to go IPA, you know what? I would rather go IPA. This seems like you're, you're pussyfooting. With an IPA, <laughs> you know what I prefer—the Sculpin. You know, give me, give me a grapefruit IPA that goes all the way in, rather than oh, this is an APA. So it's kind of you know, it's towing the line of being an IPA <laughs> and being a. No, I mean, it. You know what? I would rather have go be Pliny the Elder. Wow. Yeah. One of the worst beers I've had on this show, or at least the most overrated beers we've had on this show. Wow, Scott go all the way in. Don't don't dip your toe in. That's what I feel like Dale's did. They were like, eh, we kind of want to be an IPA, but not really. Uh, well, I'm gonna consume it, but I feel bad about my consumption. Can that just made me feel shitty about picking a consume on a beer? But I, I, as somebody who's not as big into IPAs, I'm more into. into Hops. I gotta stop saying that. It's not an IPA. It's so I Well I this is one of the perfect beers for if you're just the Bud Light, the Budweiser drinker and you wanna try and start <laughs> right. moving your basic in bitch to IPA. the craft if you wanna yeah, start moving into That's the fair. craft. But we both consumed Honey Brown, which is a basic bitch craft beer. Yeah, yeah it I just said tastes it. like ass. <laughs> <laughs> Booty <laughs> This may consume it a cannon brought to you by Tavor. Um, all right, before we get out of here, let's take a look at our Motherfucker of the Week poll. Uh, this week, you had Kawhi Leonard for sitting out uh, for the, the Spurs and basically saying, fuck it, we're not going to win anyway, so why would I play? And you also had uh, Joel, <laughs> uh, the 76ers. Eric said, just the T I P A. I like that. That's that's what this is. Eric is the king of dad jokes, that man, is, and that's that a damn is, good joke. That Eric. nails this one. Very Good very well done, Eric. <laughs> uh, your other uh, choice for motherfucker of the week was the 76ers for holding out Embiid in games one. Keeping and two. the process on the bench. Who is your your vote? Because we kind of touched on it earlier. Who's your official vote for this? Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Uh, as much shit as has been dealt with Embiid, if you're only holding him back for two games, and they split, so they weren't down 2-0, it wasn't as if it cost them both games. Maybe it cost them the other one, but I still maintain that the, the Heat were going to win one at one point, so with or without Embiid, okay, so you say they split, it becomes a five-game series. He's He played tonight, uh, and, and you just got to be cautious with him. He's faced so many injuries, and the biggest deal is having him healthy for the long run. But Kawhi, I mean, as much as – when this first started, I was on his side. But the longer this has gone, the shadier it's gotten. And these rumors about him wanting to be traded to L.A. rubbed me all the wrong way. If there's any truth to him saying, yeah, I'm holding out for my next team, that's 
a dick move. That's a dick move, but here's where I'm going to go. And, and I voted for the Sixers on this one. And the reason why is... Because you're wrong. I'm going to take Kawhi at his word that he's, he doesn't feel like he's 100%. He may, doctors may clear you, but if you're not mentally there, then nobody knows that that's, except for him. And that's fine, but so, why are you not mentally there? Because you don't want to be mentally there? I mean, or that's because fine. mentally that's, you've that checked out be. from your That could be, but team. it doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, he's uh, not mentally shitty. there. He's not mentally... Here's why I'm picking the Sixers, though. I am picking the Sixers because they are protecting their... Their player is telling them, I'm good to go. I can play. And they're saying, mm, we got too much money tied up in you. We're going to tell you when you can play. Hold on. The Sixers have been playing the long game for the last six I understand years. That. I understand Why would you stop the long it game? now? I and, understand and a year, and a year when you've already admitted, you admitted, they're not going to win the East, right? And everybody that. assumes that the Cavs are going to win. That. So why would you put the one guy who is so the that's key, even, like the that's linchpin of this big, whole thing? That's an even bigger dick move. You are, you're telling your fans, uh, we're not going to win, so fuck it. Why would we even try? They've already spent the last six years telling their teams, eh, their fans, eh, you know what? Trust Wait the process. Like, right. I mean, that's been their motto. So why would they switch it up now? I mean, they're not going – the more I thought about it, the more I realized this has been the Sixers' M.O. I mean, they've been cautious or taken the route of, hey, and, and it's one thing punt to be, on this. It's one thing to be cautious, but if, when you're in see, the playoffs, where I when you're in the playoffs the if you have a, a player uh, that's telling you, Put me on the court. I want to play. I've got this cool-ass fucking mask. I want to get on the court with this cool mask. And they're like, no, we're not letting you do that. All you're doing is protecting your own interests. All you're doing is protecting your money. That's what it comes down to. That And that's, let's get real, that's the only reason why they're holding them out is because they got money tied up in them. But they don't give a shit. But that's the reason why Kawhi's holding out because he's worried about his fucking money. That's his money, and he's, I, I don't have a problem with him holding out for his money. So you got a problem with the... the Goddamn right I got a problem with the people at the top. <laughs> Fuck the people at the top. The, the people down below need to get their money. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I just still think that it's a bigger dick move to hold out for your own personal interest. It all, comes, you, down, it all, comes, it all comes down to if this motherfucker goes to the Lakers, then fuck him. That's all that matters. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck the Lakers. That's why he loses. All right. Motherfucker of the Let's week is Kawhi out. Leonard. Let's find out what you guys picked. Uh, Joe, give us an update on the poll here. So as an update first, the Sixers and Heat played earlier. They just finished. Yeah. Sixers won one twenty eight to one oh eight. Embiid finished with a cool twenty three. Mm, he hasn't been ready. Good thing they sat him out. That wasn't also the difference in the score. They would have won still. Even doesn't without. matter. He scored twenty three points. He wasn't ready. They won one twenty eight to one oh eight. Without his twenty three, they would have. They would have lost. lost. I'm not good at math. That's why I host the sports podcast. Sure. Co-host, so, co-host so, the sports podcast. You guys, <laughs> that's why I host the sports podcast. Sure. You guys represent a lot. Oh, yeah. We of... saw you carry the show earlier. <laughs> Fuck you! You left us hanging, dick. <laughs> you really carried it. You host. I would have. I would have carried it if the beer wasn't for shit. <laughs> Way to carry the show when I had to fucking uh, carry these nuts volume. You're like, oh, uh, so what? Uh, 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 Mike back yet? <laughs> Anyways, who's the? Most? So just like you guys split, the poll is split fifty-three to forty-seven. Wow, on the percentages. Close, close poll. And the Kawhi lost. It's gonna be no, biggest Kawhi's motherfucker. Oh, I mean, yeah, Kawhi. Kawhi at fifty yeah, percent. The, the people know. The people know. I don't know. I feel like this is fuck the man is what it comes down to. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Why are we protecting the man? We all should want to get our money. All right, whatever. Fine, I'll take this loss. It's fine. 
Let's wrap this show up. Uh, <laughs> this has been a show, everybody. We did it. Uh, we had some false starts. Uh, we had some, some technicality issues. issues. Don't worry. We'll get it figured out. Um, this is this is actually the show that will air during our two-year anniversary. But next week, we're going to celebrate our two-year anniversary with a draft party. How yeah. How about that? How about yeah. that? Thought of that on the fly. Two-year anniversary. We'll celebrate it with a draft party. Not Thursday to mention night. next week, Avengers comes out. So there's that. Oh, that has shit to do with the show, but I'm just really giddy. Cause we right can talk about show, Avengers. We that's fine. Avengers right Avengers. after the show, I'm going to see Avengers next week. So. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, make sure you guys tune in next week for our two-year anniversary, our draft party special. It'll be a good time. Uh, in between, follow us at Crafty Sports. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at ScottyK underscore Junior. You can follow Joe at JoeGoalie4. Good Lord, we got a lot of Twitter handles to throw out here at the end of the show. The drunk line is always open. I know it was kind of weird tonight. People may have felt weird about calling in and getting the echo. Call in anytime you want, 440-37-DRUNK. Leave us a message. Uh, We'll put it up as a mini-sode. We'll play it on the show, whatever. Uh, We're going to make it work. Thank you guys for sharing the show. Thank you for participating in the comments. We Thank really you for appreciate sticking it. With us. Yeah, it was a weird show, but thanks for, uh, for dealing with us. Cheers, everybody. Fuck the Lakers. We out. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.